What's up, Freedom Church family? We are so glad that you've decided to join us today. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that God's word is crucial to experiencing his true freedom. We pray that you will find hope and that God will speak to you wherever you are through today's message. Amen. Amen. It is a new year. Amen. A new year, a new year, a new opportunity. The Bible says that God's mercies are brand new every single day. And so we lean on that and we're encouraged by that. Now, uh, today is Vision Sunday, y'all. Vision Sunday, Vision Sunday. And I want to make sure that I'm clear um, this afternoon with the vision of the church, what God is speaking to us, what God is saying. And I want you guys to leave here encouraged. I want you to leave here uh, with something in your heart that God is speaking, that he is with you, he is for you, he is for your family, he is for you as a person, as an individual. So Genesis chapter 37, let's go there. Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37, verse 5. We're going to start verse 5. Vision Sunday, Vision Sunday. Verse 5. Vision Sunday. All right. Verse 5 says this. Joseph had a dream and when he told it to his brothers they hated him all the more he said to him listen to this dream that I had we were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheave rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bound down to it his brother said to him do you intend to reign over us will you actually rule over us and they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told his brothers, listen, he said, I had another dream and this time the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father, as well as his brother, his father rebuked them and said, what is this dream you had? Your mother and I and your brothers will actually come down and bow down to the ground before you. His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Joseph had a dream. He had a dream. He had a vision. Now, I want to make sure that we get what God is telling us today. So I want to make sure that I'm clear, I'm concise, and I'm straight to the point. Okay. So thank you, worship team. I appreciate it. I have no title today. Okay. I have no title today because today is Vision Sunday. But I do have the word for the year of the church, and I'm not going to ask BG to still put it up yet. Don't put it up yet. And so we want to make sure 
that I have your attention. Your attention. Okay. Vision Sunday. Vision Sunday. What is a vision? What is a vision? What is the vision of Freedom Church? What do we actually believe as a vision for Freedom Church? Well, I'll tell you. Freedom Church is a movement to bring people into a covenant with Jesus to restore and heal through true freedom. I'm going to say that again. Freedom Church is a movement to bring people into a covenant with Jesus to restore and heal through true freedom. That is the vision of Freedom Church. The vision of Freedom Church is that we are a movement to bring people into covenant with Jesus to restore, heal through true freedom. Now, it is important for us to understand that vision for Freedom Church. Our vision is not to be the wealthiest church. Our vision is not to be the biggest church. Our vision is not to be the most popular church. Our vision is that we are a movement. We are a movement to restore those that need to be restored. That is the vision of Freedom Church. It should all automatically, when you are a part of this church, immediately have the sense of urgency to see people that are out on, on the outside and immediately want to do or speak to them about Jesus. It is that heartbeat that we have as a church, as a movement, to grab the attention of the people that are broken, that need healing, that need something of a light for you to be able to say, the vision of Freedom Church is that I am a movement. I am a part of a movement that restores, heals through true freedom. That's the vision. Why is it that I'm a part of Freedom Church again? Because you're a part of the movement. What's the movement to restore, heal, and make sure that those that don't have a covenant with Jesus has one? Very simple. Now, I want to make sure that you get all of this because it's going to be very, very important. We have the word of the year this year. The word of this year is very, very intuitive and proactive and productive to what Freedom Church is. God spoke to me about the word for the year of Freedom Church. And I want you to know that before I say the word of the year, we are going to have to really dig in deep to understand what God is saying when we listen or see the word of the year. This word is for your family. It is for your ministry. It is for your community. It is for your life. It is for what you are doing now currently. 
Make this your word. You're ready for the word. Okay, only two people are ready. Are you ready for the word? All right. The word for the year for Freedom Church is expansion. 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 Say it with me. Expansion. Expansion. Okay. That's the word of the year. That's your word. Take it with you. Run with it. It's the word of the year. Expansion. It's time to expand. Now, I want to make sure that you understand what the definition of expand is. It is a thing formed by enlargement, broadening, or the development of something. The action of becoming larger or more extensive. Expansion is the process of becoming greater in size, number, or amount. Expansion. Expansion. Okay. Now, the verse that God gave me for the year, for the church, including with the word of the year, was Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2 and 3. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispose the nations and settle in their desolate cities. Expand your tents. I want to make sure we understand why the word is expansion. Why? Why? It is important because God allowed me to understand that throughout these couple of next weeks, we are going to be expanding more than just the numbers that, that we are looking for in every area in our lives. We are needing to expand just more than numbers. We are needing to expand in our forgiveness. We are needing to expand on our focus. We are needing to expand on our understanding. We are needed to expand on every area of our lives. And God wants you today to know that this year you're going to walk in expansion. It already started for Julian and Hillary, as they are going to have a baby. Right? Great news. We'll pray for them af afterwards, after I finish preaching. But expansion. We're going to walk in expansion. Now, it's vision, vision, vision Sunday. And it, it is important for you to know that a vision is a revelation. A vision is a revelation. A revelation is important for your life because when you have a vision that comes from God, it does not come just to stay there. It comes to transform and to change the whole entirety of your atmosphere. When God gives you a vision, it is not for you to remain the same. God gives you visions, it's because he is about to shift or change something in your life. Now, we want visions, 
We want God to give us a vision, but sometimes we are not ready for the vision that God is trying to give us because a vision changes your life. A vision, which is a revelation, changes your life. Here comes Virgin Mary to the story. Virgin Mary is a, a virgin that she is, she is committed to marry Joseph, and she is living her best life. And she receives a vision, a revelation that is going to change her life. A vision shifts you. A vision changes you. A vision drives you. A vision comforts you. A vision puts the passion in places where you thought that you didn't have. A vision gives you purpose. Say it with me. Vision. Vision. A revelation. A vision. A vision. Now, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3 says this. Then the Lord replied, write down the vision. Write it down. Write down the vision, the revelation, and make it plain on tablets so that the herald may run with it. For the revelation or the vision awaits it appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and it will not delay. I, I wanted for you to start off the year to understand and question yourself, what is the vision? Because if I'm going to do 2023 like I did 2022, then I am lacking some vision. I am lacking vision in areas where I need to have a vision. A vision gives me purpose and I need to write it down. I need to make it plain and I need to wait for it because it's going to happen. I'm not waiting for it to see if it's going to happen. I'm waiting for it because it's going to happen. Whenever it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Wait for it. Write it down. Make it plain. Vision. Revelation. It changes your life. Why is vision so important? Why is pastor talking about vision? Why? Why is vision so important to you, to us, to a body of Christ? Why is it important? It is important because Proverbs 29, 18 says this. Where there is no revelation, vision, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom instructions. Where there is no vision, 
where there is no vision, people perish. Because you are living your life without a purpose. What is your purpose? What is the vision that God has placed inside of you? What is your driving force? Is it your job? Is it your children? Is it your husband? Is it, is it the business that you're trying to do? What is your driving force? What is the vision? What wakes you up in the morning every single day and say, God, I am still waiting waiting for you to fulfill this vision. I wrote it down. I make it plain. I wait for it because your word says that when we wait for it, it will come to pass. Vision. God speaks through his word through many characters in the Bible through visions. It is astonishing how many people had visions, dreams that they envisioned something happening, and it happened. They had a vision. Whether it was an encounter with God, whether it was an encounter with an angel, whether it was a dream, whether, whether it was something that, that was supernatural, it was a vision that literally lit up a fire inside of them. And all of a sudden, they were waiting on that vision to take place. Vision. What is your vision? The Bible says that there is a man named Jacob, and he has 12 boys. One of them is a visionary. One of them has dreams. One of them wakes up in the middle of the night seeing things that others do not. One of them literally looks into the future because God allows him, but he sees something that is not recognizable and he can't quite put it together, but he knows it's a vision. A vision is not always clear. A vision is something that wakes you up, but you don't know fully how it's going to end. That is a vision. A vision. Joseph has a vision. The vision that he has has to do with what he does on a daily basis because he gathers grain with his brothers. And they work together as a family to provide for one another. And God allows him to have a dream that does not look like anything that he is experiencing. So he gathers sheaves. He knows what that is. He, he understands what is working with his brothers in the field. But all of a sudden, there's something that happens that does not make sense in the vision. 
The Bible says that his sheave stands up straight. And the rest of the sheaves that his brothers are collecting are bowing down to one sheave, which is his. He doesn't understand what is going on. So he's excited to preach and say the vision. He is excited to tell his brothers, this is my vision. I had a dream that the sheaves that we were collecting, y'all's fell. It was like y'all were, they were bowing down to the sheaf that I had put. I don't know what it means, but it was crazy. And his brothers hated him for it. I want you to understand this because it's very important for you to understand it this year. Not everyone will understand the vision. Not everyone is going to agree with the vision. Not everyone is going to sign up for the vision. Not everyone is going to be in agreement with the vision. That is the reason why God gives the person that has to go through the vision themselves. He does not give the vision to anyone else because the person that will need to endure the process of the vision is the person that had the vision themselves. He tells his brother the vision and his brothers hate him because of the vision. They hate him because of the vision, because the, the Bible says that Jacob had a little bit of favoritism over Joseph. Just a smidge, just because he was one of the childs of the woman that he loved the most. So now. The vision is creating division. Hear me? Because it's important for us to understand what God is teaching us. The vision creates division. There is no moment where God gives you a vision and there is not a couple of people along the way that will start separating from you because the vision creates the vision. I remember when I first I told people, close friend of mine, people that I loved with all of my heart, I said, I'm going to be planting a church. I'm so excited. God gave me a vision, and the vision is this, and this is what he told me, and this is what's going to happen, and this is what we're going to see, and this is what, how we're going to overtake, and this is how, and they were saying, yep, cool, that's, that's what's up, and I started seeing people drop off like flies because of the vision. Where are you? And the thing is, you can't run after the people. You have to run after the vision. The vision is something that looks amazing in the beginning, 
but you don't understand the process of it to get to the end. And so at the end of it all, you have to understand that God is going to process you because he's given you a vision. And a vision changes you and everything around you. A vision. He is telling his own blood brothers, this is the vision. And they're like, are you insane? You think that's going to happen to us? You think that vision is actually going to come true? You're smoking a pack, sir. I remember family members that I love and cherish that I said, hey, I'm planning a church and I, 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 I want to see y'all there. And this is what's going to happen. And this is what God put in my heart. And this is the vision. And I'm telling you, I'm just telling you. And they were scratching their head saying, we don't see it. I'm sorry. We just don't see it. The vision creates separation from other people that are not part of the vision. And if you were to run towards the people because you want to please them, then you are running away, toward, away from the vision. The closer you run towards the vision, the least people you will have on your side. Because it's a vision. It's a vision. The day, Andrea, that you say, I am going to walk Mount Everest. I'm going to do it because I had a vision. And the vision was that I had my ski boots on and I had my jacket on and I was climbing Mount Everest and I saw myself on the tip and I literally did it. So I'm going to do it. There will be people that will look at you and say, you're crazy. Because it's your vision. Your vision. It's crazy how many people judge your vision. As if you were the one that put the vision in you in the first place. It was God that placed the vision inside. Why are you saying this? Because they don't understand. The vision is not made to be understood by anyone else except for the one that's holding the vision. Even now, although I have people like yourselves that are inside of this church and that are saying to yourself, we love pastor, we love his family, we see the vision, I can feel it, I, he just inspires me every time he talks, he, he dresses nice and he's just cool, he's just a really nice guy. There's moments where you sit down and you go, I don't know if the vision he has is the vision that... He's talking about, and it's okay because it is not your vision. I would not expect you for you to understand every step of the way 
of what God has placed in the vision. There's reasons why the vision is given to that person so the person can go through the process of the vision. Joseph has a vision, and the first thing that his vision does is create a disruption and division. That's not going to happen. I want you to understand that what happens to Joseph it is, it is agony and pain all at the same time. It is, it is one thing to dream about a beautiful thing. He is having a dream that there is sheaves that are bowing down and the sheaves belong to his brother. And he might not be wanting them to bow down to him, but he is looking at a dream that, that looks amazing in the, in the dream. He, he is not wanting that. It's just a vision. But he quickly regrets that he has a vision. He quickly starts regretting, why did I open my mouth about this vision? This vision is stupid. Because the vision not only creates division amongst the people that are not inside of the vision, or even inside of the vision. But the vision also makes you question if the vision is valid. Is this real? This can't be real. This can't be real because the vision that I had was this and I'm not seeing this. The vision that I had looked like this and it doesn't look like that. So what is the vision? If you see that Joseph has a dream and the dream doesn't look like anything that his life has to go through. He is sold by the same people he is seeing that they're supposed to bow down to him. They sold them. And he has to endure a process like no other. He is sold by his brothers. He is lied on by Potiphar's wife. He is forgotten by the cupbearer in jail. He, he is constantly being in a place where it looks like the dream and the vision doesn't look the same. How do I persevere when the vision does not look like real life? That is the greatest question. Because while you are in the beginning stages of your vision, you are extremely excited. While you're in the beginning stages of your vision, you are wanting to literally run up and down and scream and say to everyone, this is the vision and I see it come through. But the moment, the moment that you see that there is opposition, the moment that you see that it's not happening, the moment that you see that the whole entire world has flipped on top of you and you don't see the vision come to life, that's when you have to persevere. How do I persevere in the vision when real life does not look like the vision? 
I've heard plenty of people say, you know, I quit my job this year. Cool. The vision is that I'm going to open up a business. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's the vision. That's the vision. And then six months later, I see them and they're back at their job. And I go, what happened? What happened to the vision? He said, it didn't look like nothing like the vision. I've seen people plant churches and say, this is the vision. And I say, oh, that's awesome. That's great. And all of a sudden they merge or, or they do something else or they drop the, 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 the ball and they stop with the church. And I go, why? Why did you do that? It didn't look nothing like the vision. The vision does not look like what it's going to look like. In the beginning. If it was, everybody would have visions and everybody would have been excited because everyone would be doing those types of things. But when you envision yourself and something happens, it's the perseverance that keeps you in track with believing that the vision is going to happen. How do I persevere in the vision that God has given me when the vision does not look like my real life experiences? Very simple. Acknowledge that the vision came from him and it did not come from you. So who has responsibility to fulfill the vision? The person that's receiving the vision or the person that's giving the vision? Who has responsibility to fulfill the vision? Who is responsible for the vision to come to life? It's simple. The person that gave the vision. Joseph cannot fulfill the vision because Joseph did not dream just because he wanted to. This was a God-given dream. Joseph received something from God in his sleep. He did not know what it was. He didn't know when it was going to happen. He just blurted it out. This is the vision. Then he went through life's hell. And all of a sudden, in jail, while he's forgotten, sold about, lied about. I don't really think that dream is going to ever happen. I thought it at first, but then my brothers lied to my father and then sold me. And I begged and pleaded with them and they still didn't care. Because they sold me because they didn't like my vision. And now I go over here when I'm just still in my healing process and somebody lies on me. After somebody lies on me, I'm thrown in jail and I'm still serving. And I serve these two people. And one of them tells me, I'm going to remember you when I get out of here. And he gets out and two years pass and nothing. That vision is gone. 
Joseph. Joseph, I wouldn't even dare for you to ever dream again. Have you ever dealt with a dream that you knew was God, but it has not come to pass, so it affected your faith to dream ever again? Have you ever dealt with something so obnoxiously late that you thought would never happen? You thought it was just a say-so, a dream come true, but it never happened. So now your faith has dwindled. So when God tells you to continue to dream, continue to believe, continue to have faith, you go, I can't. Because one time you gave me a vision and it never happened. A vision. You mean to tell me that I've gone through all of this because of a vision? You mean to tell me that I've been lied on? That I've been forgotten? That I've been sold because of a vision? This vision created this much ruckus? This vision created this much havoc? Why then give me a vision if it's not going to happen? Why give me a vision if it's going to be a fairy tale and it's not going to come true? Why give me a vision if it's going to last so long? And I'm going to have to cry more than I'm going to have to benefit from the vision. Why would you give me a vision? Then I don't need one. The Bible says that Joseph was sold by his brother. Lied on. Forgotten. And he was the same boy. Had turned into a man, and his dream had not even remotely come true. His dream had even barely scratched the surface. His brothers had forgotten about him, his dad cried for him. What happens when you feel? Like what God told you is so far away from happening ever again. Think about it. If I'm Joseph, I'm thinking to myself, when my brother sold me, I still might have a chance that the dream might happen. Because my, brother, my father might find me and he might buy me and purchase me back. But when he saw that year after year, nothing happened. Now, what do I do? So he starts serving. And he is thinking to himself, well, maybe if I serve diligently, maybe if I do it correctly, maybe this person will give me my freedom and he will allow me to go back to my family and I can find them one day. And all of a sudden he's lied on and he is thrown in jail. He is thrown in jail there to rot. Now who is going to find me in this prison? 
because I had an opportunity if I served correctly. I had an opportunity maybe if my father had purchased me back from slavery, but now I'm more than a slave. I'm a prisoner as a slave. And who is going to remember me here? The dream is so far. The division is so far. How can I come into terms with the vision being so out of arm's reach that it doesn't even look like a vision anymore? It looks like a blur. God, why didn't you give me a vision of me being a prisoner? Why didn't you give me a, a vision of my brother selling me? I would have escaped them. Why didn't you give me a vision of this woman lying on me? Why didn't you give me a vision of that? You could have given me a vision of that. You know what I've realized? That God gives you visions to move and promote your life, but never he shows you what is going to happen through those promotions of your life. So he'll show you that you've been escalating. He'll show you that you're climbing up a mountain. And all of a sudden, in real life, you get hit by a mountain. How can I stay true to the vision if the vision doesn't look like what he had told me in the beginning? How do I stay true to the vision? How can I stay true to the vision? It's simple. It's understanding that the vision was not yours. It's his responsibility to fulfill it. This is what you want me to go through? Cool. But it's your responsibility to fulfill the mission, the vision. If the vision is not fulfilled, it's because you didn't speak. The Bible in, in Luke, it says that God fulfills Every word that comes out of his mouth. Every word that comes out of God's mouth is fulfilled. He is not a man to lie. He fulfills his promises to those that he gives them to. If you would like to learn more about who we are and what we believe at Freedom Church, then make sure you visit our website at freedomchurchfamily.com. You will find it easy to invest in this ministry as well as be a part of our upcoming events. Thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this one. We pray you accept this gift of freedom and share it with someone you know.